Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Dub, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It is an exciting time in the fantasy football space. Not necessarily because of Dynasty. We're doing some more divisional previews this week. But as you know, if you're in the know, and hopefully you're in the the contest, the Scott Fishbowl drafts have officially kicked off last weekend. And then this weekend, James was in Philly with our friend Shane. Uh, drafting his team and uh, had a long day. His son's been sick, so he took he's taking the week off from the podcast. Um, but Tyler also this weekend did the Scott Fishbowl draft in Minnesota. Mine's coming up next weekend in Boston. I'm going to go there with my brother-in-law and draft uh, for the second year in a row at Lansdowne. It's going to be a ton of fun. But Tyler, give us a synopsis of your 2023 20, Scott Fishbowl experience. Uh, it was a great time. A lot of people showed up. Uh, met a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time, met some new people from my area in Minnesota. So that was kind of fun. Uh, you know, you know, Debbie Kane, I don't know if you guys know who I'm Kane on Twitter. He got like, laser surgery. So like Undertaker's no brother Kane? Pretty much. So it's pretty much like when Kane took his mask off, Kane had no glasses. <laughs> I had no idea oh who it was. God, he taps me at, he like he like sort of rubbed my shoulders and I turned back and he's like, It's it's me, Kane, because I had kind of like a who are you look and he's like, It's me, Kane. And I looked at him, I said, Well, I'm not gonna forget those soft hands. But that was, I, hey, I brought my son. It was probably a couple years too early, but he enjoyed the time. He enjoyed spending time. And his fun his funnest part was to drive up and drive back. Like we got to bond a little bit back and forth, talk. I explained to him a little bit about fantasy on the drive there. And on the way back, because he's wondering what what am I doing? Why did I draft these players? And he, he had and a he's like, rate your favorite Pokemon, Dad. And you're like, oh, God, pretty Dad. much. And that is what he said, Doug. He asked me which one of those are the ones with the son that collects Pokemon cards. And I said he was not there. <laughs> he is in Rhode Island. He will be here in two weeks, though. So. Yeah, yeah, less than two weeks. We are less than two weeks away from me joining the Minnesota crew for a weekend. It's going to be an awesome. Awesome time, and I am super looking forward to that. We can I'll talk shop with Pokemon with Max. Maybe I'll take some pictures of Lincoln's buy. Maybe I'll bring a trade binder. I'll be like the YouTubers. The YouTubers. That, yeah. The YouTubers. I'll build a trade binder, like a little flip book, and be like, all right, Lincoln, I'm gonna make some trades for you. Man, you those wanna, guys I'll give you a Dedene EX for a <laughs> I don't know. Those trade those trade binder people, if you guys don't understand Pokemon cards, they go there with like extras and like I'm gonna screw some people over with these. I'm just gonna bundle and get a good one <laughs> yeah speaking of bundling we had a yard sale this weekend cleared almost 500 bucks so i was pretty happy got rid of That's a ton good. of stuff um I, if you're watching on youtube a like and subscribe please and thank you in advance if you're not watching on youtube this is the official last podcast with the cast no longer potting with the cast it gets off <laughs> taken off on tuesday thank the lord it's been like really humid and muggy here no more casting chair, Doug. No. This whole thing is like a – it's like, you know, like swamp ass, right? This is like swamp arm. It's yeah. disgusting. I, I can't I think, anymore. I'm over it. I think we all know the swamp arm feeling. Like if you wear long <sighs> sleeves and you go for a run just to kind of sweat some weight off, like wrestlers <sighs> would know this. Swamp arm 
is gross. It's almost like wet socks on a feet. And so. it takes hours to like dry. And it's like, it's just, I can't wait for Tuesday to come when they just chop it off. And then I can just wear a brace when I need to. And I can they go j- take the arm off. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I, I can jump soldier. in the pool. Yeah. I can jump in the pool again. It's going to be glorious. My summer can officially, pool dug can officially start on oh, Tuesday. Great. oh yes everyone loves pool doug he's everybody's favorite so this week tyler and i are going to break down the afc north it's going to be an exciting time because it's a very exciting division lots of fantasy goodness in the afc north i want to before we jump into news we don't have a lot of news this week it's been a relatively kind of quiet week here in the fantasy space other than the scott fishbowl stuff but i did want to give a shout out to underdog They've got all sorts of awesome contests going. The new one is the Chihuahua. It's a super flex tournament. $4 to enter, 250K in prizes. Best Ball Mania is back with Best Ball Mania 4. It's their largest contest ever. $3 million to first place. Not a total prize pool. $3 million to first place. You can play baseball on there right now. You can play golf. I think they have NASCAR. They're starting to roll out a lot more of their NFL contests. Um, for best ball for this year. So underdog is the best way to play daily fantasy. And when you do that, go into the play store, go into Google, go into iTunes. Those are two different things and use code DHH. And they're going to deposit up to $100 right away. If you can afford only afford 25, that's cool. They'll match up to 25, so on and so forth. I'm rolling with yard sale money. So I can do like a full hundy and they, they can double it. I'm, I'm rolling with house money with this yard sale. I sold like some old jerseys, I sold some McFarlane figures. Like I sold some old, like uh, some old sports stuff. It was a good time. We had a good time at the yard sale. So I'm rolling with underdog money, code DHH, and you can roll with that money too. All right, let's get into some news, Tyler. This one made both of us very excited because we've been trying to add Javante Williams in leagues. We did add Javante Williams in a league with a projected late first next year. We acquired Javante Williams because we like his talent. Now there's news slash rumors that he is going to be, be ready for week one, barring any setbacks in the preseason. Uh, Tyler, you saw this news in real time and made a move in the Scott Fishbowl, which is super savvy. Explain. So our our Scott Fishbowl League is on Sleeper, and when I'm on it, the alerts come a little quicker because like when you're when you got the app running it's going to roll in the the alerts. So I saw the alert and it said Javante Williams expected to be ready for week 1. And that was about 6 7 picks away. So I'm sitting there like, okay. If nobody else sees this, which I'm shocked nobody did, maybe they did and they're like, "Uh, I don't trust it because we saw JK Dobbins last year and maybe they just kind of passed." But for me, it was an opportunity to get a possible starting running back, a probably second third round pick last year in Scott Fishbowl to get this guy in the seventh round and it was an easy choice for me and if this happens you got a starter if you were like doug and i and a lot of other people actually that we knew that wanted javante williams on their team trade at 24 first for him you've got a starter and that is always a good thing at this time of year because uh i know you're not submitting a lineup but it's always nice to have that comfort and the depth going into the season yeah, and uh, my co-manager, Damon, and I acquired Javante Williams in the trade that we traded Bijan Robinson. We had Bijan for a couple of hours, and then he was gone. We got Javante Williams. We got Christian Kirk in the 106 when it ended up being JSN. So if Javante Williams can go week one, it increases his value. We added depth. Still love that trade. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm excited for Javante and if he's, in fact, ready for week one. And speaking of running backs that 
are hopefully going to be ready for week one. Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio reports the Jets have more interest than most realize in free agent Dalvin Cook and that they are gaining momentum toward a signing. Now, supposedly Miami offered Cook a deal. It wasn't enough. He's kind of standing pat. Um, there is also news that the Patriots have offered DeAndre Hopkins a formal, de- formal deal as well. So we're waiting to see what that's all about. And he doesn't like Mac Jones. Okay, Hopkins, get over it. You had crap in Mac Houston. Jones is better than any quarterback he played with in Houston. Pretty much, except sorry, Watson. Sorry, not sorry. Except Watson. Except Watson, but, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but... like, Mac got taken super late in SFB, and I, and I literally just sat there thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, he's, he's a forgotten man, and everybody forgets mm-hmm. that he was the – Beloved rookie, uh, four thousand yards and almost thirty, uh, like 20, what, twenty-five passing touchdowns with in his rookie an season. Offensive coordinator, yeah, yeah. So, per Mike Florio, the Jets' interest is all about Brees Hall's recovery from his torn ACL. Although Gangreen has publicly projected optimism on Hall's status, the truth is still early to know what Hall might be ready come Week One. But I think where there's smoke, there might be a little bit fire, and what we're hearing from um, this running back kind of rumors. You know, the Aaron Rodgers factor with the team needed to be all in in order for him to potentially win in his first and potentially only season with the team. Um, You know, Dalvin Cook makes sense for them to ease in Brees Hall and have Dalvin Cook. I don't like it for fantasy for either player. I think it would suck. Um, But I get it from a real life football uh, standpoint. Uh, And it looks like Dalvin Cook is he's figuring to sign near the beginning of training camp or he may sign after training camp because he's a veteran. And just like Rob Gronkowski, like he's like, all right, well I'll sign like when I need to report, I'm a running back. I know the schemes like I'm good, which is completely possible. He is coming off a shoulder surgery too, which has been a bugaboo for most of his career starting back in Florida state. So that doesn't matter. (laughs) That is true. It's it's just all like plastic and cartilage at this point. Pretty much. So uh, Tyler, any thoughts here on Dalvin cook to the jets other than, I actually don't mind it. I mean, look at Nathaniel Hackett and Green Bay. Two running backs. Look I don't at want to look at Nathaniel Hackett. In Denver. Two running backs. He knows how to use two running backs. And you know what? Delvin Cook doesn't need the workhorse role. All he no. needs is like 10, 12 carries. Delvin Cook still has breakaway speed and, and breakaway ability. He could be a pass catcher. Brees Hall, yeah, he loses some snaps. But he was doing that with Ty Johnson and Michael Carter. And, hey, guess what? Aaron Rodgers saw Delvin don't Cook. Don't forget about Bam Knight. Bam Knight, and let's not forget about Izzy Abandacanda, who I still like as a stash, a very cheap player to acquire right now. I, you so, know what's funny is that the there was news a week or two ago that they believe Abacanda can be like the guy for until Brees Hall's ready. Now we're yeah. seeing this stuff on Dalvin Cook. Again, it's that type of season where don't believe everything that you read. Um, only start to believe it if there's like that steady drumbeat of like you're starting to hear the same thing over and over. Um that's when I start to be like, okay, now there's more smoke. Yeah. There might be some fire here. This whole thing with Dalvin Cook, I, I get like the it. reasoning behind it, but we're getting conflicting. Like, oh, Abanacanda. Like, I think Michael Carter can, between Abanacanda and Carter and Bam Knight, they could get by if they really so, needed to. So my thing with Dalvin Cook is if you have Dalvin Cook, you're, you're kind of stuck. And honestly, wherever Dalvin Cook goes, he's getting – 10 to 15 touches a game like he's not going to be that 20 to 25 guy anymore and honestly he might be lucky to get 15 he's going to be a he's still explosive player very but i think whoever signs him is going to sign him for that explosiveness and wants to keep him on the field you know full full health and ready to go each game so i i don't think that like think telvin tevin coleman back in the day when he was with Atlanta, like 10, 15 carries. Mm-hmm. And they're really hoping for that explosive play. And like, sadly enough, Delvin Cook's 
you know, prime days are probably over. Yeah. No, you're probably right about that. That's how running backs do when they hit that 28 year old yeah. kind of threshold, unfortunately. Except for like Adrian Peterson, like the exception to the rule. There are a few Frank Gore. Well, there are a, a few robot. out there. They yeah. just ran out of parts because it's an older model. So that's right. That's they the they looked reason. at all the scrap yards and like we can't find it. We can't machine yeah. these anymore. Like we it. don't have the technology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, in other news, just real quick, Saints tight end Foster Moreau announced that he is now in full remission from Hodgkin's Woo. lymphoma. He, uh, he participated in minicamp. It's awesome news for the Saints tight end. Peace. Um, you know, his ailment was discovered with a routine physical following a visit with New Orleans in March. And then he's cleared that he signed with the team. Uh, they extended him a three-year contract just six weeks after his diagnosis. He should have no issues starting uh, the NFL season. I like him as a compliment to Juwan Johnson. You know, Moreau, I don't know if he's ever going to be the guy in an offense, um, but I've liked his skill set from a fantasy perspective. He's a depth piece. You know, if something did happen to Juwan Johnson, he is going with Derek Carr. We've seen them, like, not really have a great connection, even when Darren Waller missed time. So it's a great story for Foster Moreau to be able to continue his career and clear that. Um, from a fantasy standpoint, I know tight ends bloom late, but mm, I don't know. I've always liked Foster Moreau. I have, I've rostered him on a bunch of teams. Um, so I'm rooting for him to get, to be healthy and have a good, and have a good season and career. But I think Jawan Johnson is the guy that you want to own when it comes to new Orleans tight ends. All right, oh, Tyler. I, I agree. I, he's a big, uh, he's a big upside guy, you know, with LSU, he, uh, what did he wear like 17 or something like that, which is yeah, he a wore huge, a weird, he wore a weird it was like a prestigious number where it goes out to the captain and somebody who is all about the team and stuff, but he's he's flashed his rookie year. Didn't he have like four touchdowns or something like that? And yeah, and he looks seven. He, yeah, he definitely flashed. He was good. Yeah, talents there, but he's with Carr, so I don't want anything to do with that Saints offense. <laughs> I mean, I do, just not. Olave Olave today got taken before Garrett Wilson, which was very shocking. There was a uh, someone in one of the chats was like, "Oh, I can't believe Olave went in the fifth round," and I'm like, "That's because he's a receiver, and receivers aren't really worth a ton in the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah. If you if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> check it out; it's a thing. Um, anywho, let's get on to our sponsor number two on the podcast. It is number our two. longtime friends at Trophy Smack. Did they have their Scott Fishbowl this weekend, or is it next weekend, Tyler? I think it's next weekend. I think it is too. I think Scott, it's when I, Scott was here and Scott's. That's right. He's going to LA. He's trying to get to as many um, live drafts as he can, which is awesome. Cause you know, he's a family guy. He's got a lot going on. You know, there's nothing. If anyone ever says a bad word about Scott fish, then that just would boggle my mind because the dude I've met him, he's just the nicest guy. What he does for the community and for fantasy cares is he deserves all the recognition and then some, and then the team, that helps Scott. He's got he's got guys in every city that are helping him out, helping him organize. It's it's an awesome team event. Scott is the mastermind, but everyone behind the potathon that was going on for 36 hours. Shout out to Sal and those guys. Um, you know, Sal's still grinding the potathon, even though he's not super active in the fantasy space anymore. Uh, so we love to see the potathon. We've been on that in years past. Just all the stuff that goes along with it. Scott's going to be in LA. Trophy Smack offices. They've got a bowling lane. They've got Air, everything you can imagine. It's like a man cave, but like they do business there. It's great. Um, and you can upgrade your fantasy league today with trophysmack.com. Use code DHHRing, get a free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or a belt. Completely customizable, so you can add whatever you want. If you've got a a fantasy baking league, you can have a Swedish chef belt like, like James has. If you do a fantasy darts league, that can be done. If you do fantasy pickleball, 
cool. That can be done. It doesn't even have to be fantasy. It could be a real league. The axe-throwing place down the street from my house uses Trophy Smack for their belts, for their trophies, for their league seasons. It's awesome. But football, hockey, basketball, baseball, all that stuff is available as well as the customization. It is the best in the business. I'm super happy for those guys and all their success. Maybe next year, Tyler, if we start buttering up now, we'll fly out to L.A., do the SFB 14 draft. Of course, if we're invited, I don't want to assume. That's true. I don't want to assume. Uh, and congrats to all those new people this year in Scott Fishbowl. I know it is very exciting for them to get their first one. Um, I do want to add, I actually had a great idea on trips. Oh, you boy. get a belt for your family, and you give it to the child who did the best mm. that week. So if you've got a I like this idea. Kids, if you got a bundle of kids, get a belt that has like best kid you of gaggle. the gaggle best kid of the week award and then you can hand the belt out to the what if you had week? like magnetic pictures that you could put their face on the front and you just swap them out yeah or just have all three kids face or four five six you know how many ever kids you have <laughs> if God you're a dugger you. you need like a really big yes. like spinner belt like they had back in the day 100 yeah. but that was an idea i thought of when i was on vacation like hey you know whatever like kid idea. does the best you give them the belt for for a week, they and then if the they belt. do bad, you give them a different kind of belt. Wait, what? Heck, heck even <laughs> Mario Kart's big in our house right now. Make a belt for that Mario Kart with the family. You get a strut around that belt. We used dominance. to have a cribbage trophy that we used to have a tournament every year, God, like and we 80. had a cribbage trophy. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing my cribbage board to Minnesota. We're gonna play some crib. Okay, you're going down. Crib in the crib. Crib in the crib. All right, let's get on to these divisional previews of the AFC North North. If you know what North North means, you're in the know, and I appreciate you. Let's start with the division winners. It is the Cincinnati Bengals. Their depth chart is pretty pretty nice in a lot of spots. You know, we've got Joe Burrow, who I saw go as early as I think 104 in SFB, which is a bit, but that was the Cincinnati draft with John Bosch. Um, so I'm not surprised Burrow went a little early there. Um, before Josh Allen, which seems fitting. So yeah. because of the, the little rivalry that's brewing between those two teams. Um, you got Joe Burrow at quarterback. We all know Joe Mixon's still there. They drafted um, Chase Brown. They've got Travion Williams. They've got Chris Evans. So some interesting backup in case something does happen with Joe Mixon, although I think he's going to be on the team. They would have made a move by now if they were going to, to change yeah, I mean, anything. There's still a lot of free agent players out there, but yeah, I agree. For sure. Uh, you know, tight end. They're bringing in Irv Smith, who has got some sleeper value to him. And then wide receiver, that's where they're really stacked. They've still got Jamar Chase. They still got T. Higgins. They still have Tyler Boyd. They drafted a couple of very interesting receivers this year with Charlie Jones and Andre Hyosoyas, um, <laughs> or however you pronounce it. So, Tyler, what are we thinking with this Cincinnati offense? It, it's a lead at the top, but I think there's a couple players lurking here that could be fantasy relevant. Maybe not this year. But as early as next. So Joe Joe Burrow's king. We'll just get that out of the way. I mean, he's a top four dynasty quarterback, probably top five, top four. I would yeah. easily put him top five just because his growth each year is just going up and up. And I think the ceiling for him is, you know, people are like, oh, you know, he's got to be like Tom Brady. But he's doing that. Like, that's okay. He can throw 40 touchdowns a year. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And I think Joe Burrow can do that with the weapons, especially Jamar Chase, who is wide receiver two in most sides. I like him. He is definitely more of a big play guy. Jefferson, I think, you know, is the safe the one. Guy. Every, every game, you're like, okay, I'm getting 20 points from him no matter what. Jamar Chase can have that 40 blow-up game and wins of the week. 
so could Jefferson. I, I wouldn't be surprised she, if Jamar Chase is the number one scoring receiver this year. I I agree, and and then, I mean behind him you got T Higgins, who I do hope they sign. I would love T just to stay in Cincinnati, them to find a way to pay all these I feel guys. Like, I feel like Burrow's going to structure his deal in a way that they can like bring Mahomes. T back. Yeah, like Mahomes did. You know when Tyreek had to stay for a little bit, and then they're like, okay, we can't keep him anymore. Tyreek has to go. Yeah, we're at the tipping point. Yep. Uh, so. I, I love I like this team a lot for the future and it, going to running back they did it right they didn't really reach at all people are like oh Bijan could go there well Bijan went a little early but uh, Chase Brown like we are both fans of Chase Brown mm-hmm. we both like his skill set and he fits perfectly Tra- Travion is a guy that we all liked as well drafted around the same round this fifth year it is it's his fifth year he's yeah. a five star recruit out of Texas uh, Texas A and M yep. And uh, he's a guy that can do it all. But like you said, you think you we would see a little splash if he's going to be anything. Now, Chase Brown, I think, is that guy that can splash because of the combine. He was he's got well, some juice. He has a lot of juice. His tape was great. I thought I love the way he hit the hole. It, everything I liked about him. He could definitely change the pace for Joe Mixon in case of injury even. And in case, you know, they do cut him because there is Zeke out there. There's Kareem Hunt, who they saw twice a year at Cleveland. Yeah. And they kind of know what he brings, which I think is very similar to Joe Mixon, but they could save money. There's still a lot of moves to be made, but I do think Joe Mixon will be on the team. And uh like he Joe Mixon right now is if in season, if you don't want him on your team next year, you have to bite the bullet, even if you're winning, and trade him. If you just want value from him, because this is the last point. After this year, Joe Mixon is in Delvin Cook territory. That's where he's going to land. He might even be lower than Delvin Cook territory just because, I mean, we all kind of saw how much of, uh, okay, one game, five touchdowns. Yeah, that, if Mixon's what, a starter week one, you got to move him. Mixon is legit the Mike Evans of running backs. So that's that's what I see out of him. Just big game, you know, a couple big games, and the rest are just like, oh, my God, eight points nine points so that's fair i uh i love this team they revamped their offensive line again second year straight they are doing work on that offensive line yeah they got uh orlando brown jr yep which is a big ad for them they still have jonah williams who won't move inside because he wants to get paid they still have that trade piece and or maybe they could even talk him into playing like hey play some right tackle play some guard guards are still getting paid so maybe maybe show your Show your role at guard. Be a really good guard because offensive line, I just, I, I think we're at the point where, yeah, left tackle gets paid, but it doesn't matter where you're playing on offensive line. You need everything. So yeah. I, I love this team. And uh, where would you have T. Higgins? I know he's talked about in the top 12 of receivers, but would you have him just on the outside? Um, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of T. Higgins. I've rostered him in a lot of leagues over the years. Um, I traded him to you in a deal not too long ago last year which I now kind of regret, but whatever. Um, I would have T Higgins. I think even being the second guy to chase and he stays there long-term, he's still in that wide receiver one area. I think if he were to go in free agency to a team where he was the alpha number one guy, I would move him up. Um, I would probably have, cause I love his talent. I think he can do it all. And I would probably move T into like the top eight or nine. I'd move him up a few spots if he went somewhere with a good quarterback that he was going to get, you know, a 25%, 20 to 25% target share. I'd move him up, but I'm comfortable with him in that wide receiver one conversation uh, on your team, maybe wide receiver 12 or 13, right in that ballpark. I'm okay with that. He's still young. 
He's got a lot of talent. He's got a nice track record. So yeah, I would still have him there. Absolutely. Okay. What do you think about tight end with Irv Smith? I know he's a Minnesota kid. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> That's pretty much where I'm at with him. I mean, it's all upside chance right now. If you're getting him for free, fine. Pick him up because right. it's worth a shot. Uh, I mean, all the hype is like, oh, he looks good. And you know what? I've heard that up here for four years We've straight. We've heard that every year about Irv Smith, and then he gets hurt. I was a massive fan of him. He's 6'2", 230 pounds. He's not the normal he's size Delaney, of a tight end. He's Delaney Walker, but fragile. Give me one of the rookie receivers, especially uh, Chris Jones. Charlie Jones? Charlie Jones. There it is. Yep. C's. C. Jones. <laughs> uh, you know, guy is lightning fast. Apparently, in rookie minicamp, he was really opening he, he's the He's the Tyler Boyd replacement here, right? Because that's gonna way they're, a way they're going to be able to save salary cap after the yep. season is cut Tyler Boyd, slide Charlie Jones right in that slot role. Charlie Jones was an amazing value in rookie drafts, getting him yeah. in the fourth round. And even getting... Andre, because if T Higgins goes somewhere, this kid is a freak athlete, six foot three. Like he has the size of T Higgins. He's a little raw, but his athleticism could set him apart on the outside. So he was a freebie in a lot of drafts. I got him as a UDFA for me. Anytime you can pair a receiver where you can see like, okay, he could replace this receiver. And then if he does, he's paired with a top five dynasty quarterback. To get we that all chase guy for home receivers, so yeah, you're right on, right on point. To get that guy for free is a no-brainer to me. Yeah, agreed. Like we all chase Guyton with Herbert, we chase everybody with Mahomes. It doesn't matter who they are, what names they are, we chase them. So why not? Yeah, chase Rasheed with Rice. I'm not even a fan of. He's a second-round pick because he went with Mahomes. Yeah, Sky Moore, first-round pick because he went with Mahomes. Hundred percent. You chase one oh nine. Sky Moore. Yeah. And- and if they if they hit, they hit. If they don't, like especially with this guy, Clyde Edwards are hilarious because he's with Mahomes. Oh man, let's not bring that up. We're we're not talking about him this year at all. It's he's done. gonna be fantasy relevant. He's he is such a late round smash for me. You just feel cause. that you feel that person dragging that cold knife on your back. That's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> he's just Maybe. scraping against her back because he's I'm ready just to jab you. I'm into it. Uh, yeah, I think the Bengals, are, it's a pretty obvious one at the top, but those two guys, Charlie Jones and Andre, I think are guys that are awesome taxi squad stashes. And if you were savvy enough to take them late in your rookie drafts, I think they could really start to show you rewards now, as early as next year. One, one last thing with the Bengals before we move on. Uh, um, Brown and Jones, the running back and wide receiver, they are both older rookies. But if you look at how the Bengals are playing right now, they want to win a Super Bowl in this window. They have a they window, have. yeah. And they don't care the age. Like, Charlie Jones is 24. I think he's going to be 25 by the time the season's going. Hey, remember they when Cooper care. Cup was an old rookie? He's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I, I remember that. And now Cooper Cup is, like, rotting in front he's of like us. He's like a sneaky 30-year-old. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, how'd that happen? <laughs> Cooper Cup got taken very early in Scott Fishbowl, and I legit was like, oh, my God, I forgot he, about Cooper Cup. He could have an absolute monster season, so I get it. I totally understand yeah. it. So, All right, that's going to wrap us up for the division champ Bengals. I want to talk next about the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens are putting themselves in position to really compete with the Bengals based on what they've done offensively here in the offseason. They, of course, re-signed their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, to a long-term deal. He's not going anywhere. They still have Tyler Huntley as a backup who I know he kind of flamed out a little bit last year, but he's shown some potential in the league. So if Lamar, if he did happen to get hurt again, Tyler Huntley, can he's proved capable 
for commanders. Um, <laughs> in in spots, yeah. Um, we all know the running backs there. They've got J.K. Dobbins. My my guy that I think no one is talking about is Gus Bus, who I think is a really good running back. I know a lot of people love Dobbins. You know, they've got they drafted Keaton Mitchell or UDFA Keaton Mitchell, who a lot of people liked. He's a really speedy guy. Um, Justice Hill, I believe, is still there. So they've got him. They've he's shown flashes. They've got talent in the backfield, is what I'm saying. They supposedly want to throw the ball more under uh not under Greg Moan, but under Todd Munkin, the uh, yep. former Georgia OC. And they've stacked their pass catchers. We know they've got Mark Andrews. I really like Isaiah Likely, Dynasty, Dynasty listeners, of course, if you're listening to this. Uh, go get Isaiah Likely, 100%. I think they're going to use two tight ends a lot, so I like him. And then wide receiver, they revamped the wide receiver core, Tyler. They've got oh. Rashad Bateman coming back. And and my first receiver taken in the Scott Fishbowl today, and Odell Beckham. And I and I oh, took wow. him, and I legit wanted, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, just think about 2015 Odell. Maybe it could happen. This is like only eight that, years ago. In my head, I'm like, okay. I was in my 30s then. 2015 Odell. Here we go. Draft him. And I hit it. And uh, people weren't too happy because James Cook and Delvin Cook were taken back-to-back, and they all wanted me to take Brandon Cooks to kind of match. But I'm like, Is Jared no. Cook available? I mean, somewhere. What about, what about Jared Cook? Jared Cook. Friend of the show. Time, friend of the show, Jared Cook. Friend of the show, yeah. Uh, so we all know the Ravens drafted Zay Flowers in the first round, who I love uh, here out of BC, right up uh, north from me. And I think he's a great fit for their offense. So between signing OBJ... Having Rashad Bateman come back, who I think is still super talented, I actually traded for him with you, Tyler, in a league. It was sad. I, I kind of regret it, but, I mean, it made sense Dude. for both. It, yeah. it, helped me get, it helped me get Josh Allen, personally, because if True. I didn't have Mingo, I wouldn't have been able to get Josh Allen. So that's, that's beside the point. point. Rashad yeah. Bateman, I love. Minnesota guy. Let, let's get the comeback going. So there's I there's going state. to be no Demarcus Robinsons this year catching Thank passes. God. It's not going to be any, like, insert old Sammy Watkins here. You know, they still have Devin DuVernay as, as their wide receiver for. James Prochet is still there. Um, so they've got depth now. I mean, obviously, OBJ's injury history is concerning, but he did look good when he was with the Rams, and he tore his ACL again. So I think there's still some hope for Odell Beckham Jr. So, I, the line is still pretty good for the Ravens. What's your outlook here for Baltimore? And give me give me a guy that you're trying to proactively acquire before the start of the season. So Lamar by windows definitely passed. I tried when this whole entire news about him sitting and yep. going away. I tried so hard in a bunch of leagues. Didn't really make anything happen in any super flex leagues. I did get a trade done last season when all the contract talks were talking, uh, when they were in the talk. Um, I said talk way too much, but when they were when they were going back and forth there, we'll change it up uh, last year in a single quarterback league. And it was actually a reasonable price. Now, the thing is, is you, if you're thinking you're getting Lamar of old, that ain't happening. Greg Roman's out the door. Greg it's be different. is a terrible OC. I saw him for years with Mike Vick and watched him just disintegrate his arm talent. The guy that could throw 80 yards. An absolute standing, dart. Standing still. Mike Vick, we're talking about. And they just wasted it. Oh, just run around, you know, schoolyard football. That's I mean, that's what I did in Madden. I dropped back like 75 100%. yards. 2004 Madden, Mike <laughs> yeah. Vick was a cheat code. Yeah, and it was. was great being an Atlanta fan back then because it, people are like, oh, you're just using Mike. No, no, no. I'm an Atlanta fan. I st- I hey, I still have a Michael Vick uh, McFarland figure. You want it? I'll bring it with me. Nice. I think I had one. <laughs> but like uh, no, um, so he's gone. Lamar's going to throw more. Look at Todd Monken with Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is a walk-on guy. And he was up for Heisman contention two years straight. 
with Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like put up amazing they won two numbers. national titles in a row. Amazing numbers with good talent. Like they they weren't supposed to put up those numbers. They were running offense, but Todd Monk is like, hey, no, we're gonna throw all over the yard with this guy who's 5'11", 180 pounds. Now they got Lamar Jackson, who is a better throw than people remember. Mm-hmm. And you got Mark Andrews, you got OBJ, you got Rashad Bateman, you got Zay Flowers, who is like a perfect basketball team. You can put Odell and and Bateman on the outside. Then you got Zay on the inside doing this Debo Samuel type separation stuff. machine. Like this offense is going to look completely different. Even J.K. Dobbins might catch a few passes. Hey, that whoa, could happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I doubt running it. backs catching passes for the Ravens. I, what? I doubt it. What did he say? I doubt it, but let's let's take a look at Georgia's running backs. Like James Cook last year caught a tons of tons of passes, and uh, the rookie this year that got drafted by the Seahawks forgot his name. It's right there on the Macintosh. Macintosh. My he, one of my favorite apples. Yes, uh, Kenny Macintosh apple. He mm-hmm. he caught a ton of passes. That's what he's known for because Todd Munkin knows how to get players open into space and use them to their best ability. He's a very good OC, and they landed a gem here. I love this offense. If you have anybody and you got them for cheap, good on you. Even Odell Beckham for a third. Heck, I think you struck gold here because you've got a starter. I They're going to throw it to him. They paid him. That he's make, He's probably going to make 15, 18 mil this year. Which is bonkers to me. I can't Nuts. believe they paid him that. But like, I mean, hey, if, he's, if he's healthy and he looks anything like he did in the Super Bowl run, good. Because they mm-hmm. landed a very good player. And, yeah, this offense is just going to roll. Mark Andrews, I think, will be back to where we thought he was two years ago when he was t- up there with Kelsey. Tight end one. Yep. Yeah. So I think Mark Andrews, he's going to have a revamp season. Um, yeah, this this is going to be a fun year for them. They still got that first-round center, Linderbaum, uh, from Iowa. Like, this offensive line is still very good, My too. My favorite lip gloss, some Linderbaum. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Staley will hopefully be healthy this year. Jeez. That guy yeah. walks on the field and gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple guys that I, you know, I mentioned briefly earlier that I want to try to go out and acquire in trades. You can get Gus Edwards as a throw in. I think Gus Edwards is a guy that like if him and Dobbins split the carries, Edwards can be the the goal line guy because he's got yeah. the size. And I just think he's talented. I know he doesn't do anything super exciting, but I think he's a good grinder that's going to get you four and a half, five yards of carry. You know, if they needed him to carry it 20 times, I think he could. And I'm OK with that as a depth piece on my dynasty roster. And then the other one is Isaiah Likely. When Mark Andrews wasn't on the field for the Ravens last year, Likely was getting eight targets a game. Four and catches, 80 yards. And he had a big game end of the year, didn't he? Like 110 yeah. yards, he, two he touchdowns. He killed it in preseason. That's when everyone was like, whoa, Isaiah Likely. Whoa. I was able to pick him up in multiple leagues. Um, I put in the league that we're in, in Bar Tab, I put in uh, a bid for him on blind bid waivers and got him. Um, cause he wasn't on my radar and I'm a tight end guy. He was not on my radar coming out of the draft and then preseason opened my eyes. I'm like, Ooh, this kid can separate. He looks really good. So I think everyone is obviously going to be focused on Mark Andrews. Part of being really savvy and smart in the dynasty space is when everybody's looking at a player and that's the obvious one. You look at the player behind him and say, Hey, if Mark Andrews went down with an injury, could Isaiah likely step in and handle that kind of Mark Andrews role? And I think the answer is yes. And you can get Isaiah Likely pretty cheaply um, when it comes to even a tight end premium league. He's probably like tight end in Dynasty. I would bet late, he's probably... second. Yeah, I, I bet he's probably tight end 28 to 30 Yeah, in I mean, startups. We've seen, we've seen the crazy tight end, uh, you know, where they're at in rankings and ADP. Uh, my guy would be Zay Jones or Zay Flowers just because 
he's forgotten. Like, the rookie drafts are over. Like, think about right now. People are looking at redraft, and they're looking at Bateman. They're looking at OBJ. Now, what you're forgetting about is Zay Flowers and how hyped everybody was. Mm-hmm. I think right now his price is low. I think right now you go out, offer, say you're a contending team, and you know your pick's going to be 110 to 112 next year. Which is around where he was taken in most drafts yeah, in Superflex formats. You could probably offer a 24 first, which everybody's crazy about again. Oh, go figure. This time of year, people are crazy maybe about Maybe you get those. Zay Flowers plus a little you bit on top. You might be able to. Like maybe a Gus Edwards. Yeah. Maybe an Isaiah Likely. It could be likely. We don't know. But yes, I like Zay Flowers. I think people are forgetting the draft capital. The talent is there. You know, a lot of people comped him to some other great separators at that position. Um, so yeah, I like Zay Flowers quite a bit. So I agree with that one. Before we move on to everybody's favorite team in Pittsburgh, I'm not talking the Penguins. I'm not talking the Pirates. I'm talking Steelers. We want to talk about Manscape. It is the season to be lean to be trim to wear you know your not bikini bottoms because guys don't wear bikini bottoms i but mean if they could i mean you <laughs> here's the thing man's i know it's called manscaped doesn't mean just men can use it like women can use it too you want to take care of that bikini line boom manscaped it's lawnmower great. 4.0 it's got you you've got the weed whacker for your nose and ears if you're an old like me skin safe technology you're not going to nick yourself up it is waterproof so if if you know, you want to use it in the shower. Your girl wants to use it in the shower. So be it. You can do that. And then not only do you want to be silky smooth, but you want to smell good. You want to feel good. Everything wants to be good. So you can do that with the crop preserver, the groin wash, your ball spray, all that good stuff. And when you do that, use code DHH for 20% off. An absolutely amazing product over at Manscaped. You're going to get a light, nice little bag to carry everything. You're going to get a, a set of underwear and a t-shirt. They're going to give you some clothes to go with it too. Yeah, of course, your charger, a, a docking station. It's absolutely awesome. So again, code DHH for 20% off at Manscaped today. Your balls will thank you. They thank me all the time. They say, good job, buddy. We have a cool relationship. Not going to lie. All right, let's get on to the Steelers. Lots of fantasy goodness on this team. It all starts at the quarterback position for me. We know, Kenny, we know Kenny Pickett's there. We know Mitchell Trubisky is his backup. Hey, Doug, did you know Kenny Pickett has small hands? <laughs> <laughs> Baby hands. Um, at the running back position, Najee Harris, but I feel Jalen Warren is gaining some steam at the position. And then at wide receiver, very interesting wide receiver room now. We've got Mr. No Touchdown, Deontay Johnson, but tons of targets. There's some definitely some positive regression going to hit there. One of the most, I don't want to call him enigmatic, but one of the most polarizing fantasy assets is George Pickens. I love George Pickens. And people I love George I love Pickens him. or people are like out on George yep. Pickens. 100%. And a lot of like the reception perception followers, you know, great Great not, product not, over there. Doesn't score well on Pickens. Does not score well on Pickens. But you know what they don't have is attitude meter, maybe. like An amazing my, catch meter. That's my ball mentality meter. And, I mean, there's a lot of things he needs. To, uh, we'll, we'll get to him. I'll, yeah, I'll we'll let you him. go over it. Uh, the, the Steelers acquired Allen Robinson from the Rams uh, for a very minimal deal. The Rams actually paid them to take him pretty much. Uh, so we got former fantasy star Allen Robinson on the squad. We've got Calvin Austin the third, who a lot of people like. They drafted last year but didn't see the field, who's been getting some positive reports from Najee Harris himself. And then at tight end, 
Pat Fryermuth, who both Tyler and I love, they, they drafted Darnell Washington late, um, which was very interesting. So there's a lot of fantasy goodness here on the Steelers. You know, I, I want to know, Tyler, what do you, I think everything really stems from, can Pickett have positive growth from year one to year two to get him to a 25 touchdown season? Yes. I, my, my vote is yes. And I know this won't go very far in stats or like, hey, this shows us. But for me, it is like, it, I, I'm going to start off with Kenny Pickett was one of the worst scoring fancy quarterbacks last year. Like his average. His touchdown rate was abysmal. It was awful. Bad. And, worse. And for me, it was the mentality of the team going into the last game. It just seemed like the team was surrounding themselves around Kenny Pickett. They, they were pretty much backing him up. And at first, you're like, oh, is Kenny Pickett the guy? The Steelers can go out next year and draft a guy. They didn't draft anybody. They re-signed Trubisky. They trust him as a backup. But for me, it's what we see this offseason. Like, he's going out with the offensive line. He's he's spending time with the receivers. He's, he's putting in work. And he just seems like a guy that's going to grow more. Like, he's got that Joe Burrow attitude. He just needs to get that Joe Burrow ability. Not that Bo Callahan. Like, people are going to his birthday party. Yes, 100%. Everybody's going to this guy's birthday. I mean, he's chugging beers with country singers. Yeah, he he seems like a lot of fun. A Pittsburgh guy through and through. People love him there. They'll die for him there. And, uh, yeah, for me, it's just can the ability catch up to that? And I think we will see a jump. I'm not sure if it's going to be a crazy jump, but it's going to be a jump. He could be in that... 25 touchdowns, 16 interception area. Maybe he drops the interceptions down a little bit. But for me, the big winner in this whole offseason is Najee Harris. 100%. They worked on the offensive line. I took Najee in the fourth round, and people were shocked in the Scott Fishbowl. Like, wow, Najee? Really? He's got the most touches in the NFL the last two years. Like, for me, Najee is the big winner. He's he's busting his ass this offseason. All you see is videos of him doing Najee things. And this offensive line, they took a they took somebody fourteen overall, one of the best tackles. They they signed the guard from Philadelphia who is yeah. just a stud. So what's not to like about Najee and Pickett? Like this helps Pickett. If Pickett has time, he's gonna hit his guy. He doesn't he's, have to run for his life this year. He's very accurate as much. And that goes to like Pat I'll go to Pat Fryermuth. As long as he doesn't have any more concussions, love him. He's great. <laughs> And Washington, I think, is another forgotten man. We may talk about him a little bit after. But for me, it's about the receivers. What are these guys going to do with Allen Robinson? And George Pickens, I think, can learn a lot from Allen Robinson when it comes to the nuance of things. The route running and kind of just not using your natural ability all the time. Like, Allen Robinson was very similar to Pickens in his prime. Uh, a guy that was making crazy, amazing catches. 50-50 ball guy with Blake yep, Bortles. 100%. But mm-hmm. what we saw from Allen Robinson is... This guy is a smooth route runner. Like he learned the route tree very well, and I think that's a lot, big reason why they brought him in. Is like, hey, this guy George Pickens, who's got all the talent in the world, could be T. Higgins level good. He just needs to tone it down a little bit with the route running. He's he's kind of a, a bully out there. Loves to block. I love everything about George Pickens. His his talent is through the roof, but it's just getting the G- mental. George part Pickens there. to me, like his ceiling would be if he would become something like a Des Bryant. Oh, 100%. very similar, very yeah. similar skill set that he's got that dog in him. As they say, he loves the block. He can talk trash. He reminds yeah. me a lot about Dez. Like, for sure. the issue is like he could be Justin Blackman, who loved all those things, but also loved donuts. Except for George Pickens, it's more 
he just is a little cocky. Blackman had some legal trouble too, yeah. so there was that. But so I, I, I love George Pickens, and if I'm if I'm actually gonna go buy somebody, it's him. And if I'm gonna do it, I'd give personally, I'd give an early second easily. I'd if I had two seconds, I might give both if it's a late second. Uh for me, I'm actually trying to go out and get George Pickens just because his value is so low right now compared to what we saw. Like he was an 800 yard receiver as a rookie, and we didn't expect anything from this guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like Pickens. I, I, you know, you can go out and chase Pickens. I think I'm going to go out and try to acquire Deontay Johnson, one of the best route runners in the league. Target percentage extraordinaire, 140 targets last year. Freaky that he didn't score a touchdown. We all know that. That is going to regress. I wouldn't. He should finish between six and eight touchdowns this year. Probably have a similar target share. I mean, I know they brought in Allen Robinson, but I, I can't see Allen Robinson siphoning off a ton of targets off of Deontay Johnson at this point. Deontay is the guy for yeah. them as a pass catcher. And I don't think that's going to change. You know, he's got elite traits. You know, a lot of people, when they drafted him, compared him to Antonio Brown. Now he's no Antonio Brown, but. He separates like AB. He can play downfield. Like he's not just a slot guy. He plays on the outside. So Allen Robinson, bump him in big slot. Pickens and Johnson on the outside. You can move all three of those. Well, you probably can't move Pickens around much, but you can move Johnson and Robinson around. Um, And you were right about Najee. I think Najee is the guy here who is poised to have a big season. Now, we saw both the Steelers offense pick it up in the last five or six weeks of the season. And a big part of that was Najee. Najee had a really great close he to the season. Angry. He was angry. He was putting up big games. I think there's going to be, you know, once the further he was removed from that foot injury, we saw the Najee from his rookie season where he was stiff arming guys into the shadow realm. He was looking explosive again. So I think Najee is the big jump here. So I think, you know, his, his startup value right now is cheap. Like yeah, I, I people like are Washington. off of him and they shouldn't be. I like Washington a lot, too. He's kind of a forgotten guy. People think mm. he's just going to stay and block, but mm. all I've heard from reports is he's a red zone machine. It could be Firemuth. I mean, Firemuth is awesome in the red zone, too. In so the maybe 20s. that means the 25 touchdowns for Pickett. Like, that's what yeah. he needs. I mean, and Allen Robinson, proven in the red zone. They they definitely have some towers in the, in the red zone. But, I mean, if Washington ends up with, like, 400 yards, eight touchdowns, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, I'd be a little shocked, but I could, I could see it just because he's such a big, big-bodied guy. Huge. Yeah, and I also like Jalen Warren because another, another thing. If Najee goes down with an injury, wh- who else is on their depth chart? Yeah, hundred percent. Anybody? Like, yeah, I mean, Naj, Najee's gotten hurt both years, so it, it can definitely happen. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Goodfell in the chat says would like to see Canada evolve as an OC. I think yes, a hundred percent, because in the the first two thirds of the season for Pittsburgh. It was like watching Matt Patricia call offensive plays for New England. So Pat McAfee said they have no hots, so no hot routes, and that is not red known. seven, red that's seven, not known in the NFL. They didn't allow hot routes. It was just run this play, that's it. Like you, like, and it There's was no terrible. Audible. Like people knew exactly what was going to happen. So yeah, he Canada needs to change. I mean, not the country because your healthcare is great, but the Matt Canada needs to change or just get out. Yeah, like, it's it's a boot out. being able to be a good OC, hundred percent. It's a boot, a good OC, or you get the boot. It's a boot. Respect. All right, let's move on to our last team. Again, another loaded fantasy team here. It's the Cleveland Browns, everybody's favorite laughing stock. 
We all know their quarterback depth chart. Deshaun Watson's at the top. Came back last year after not playing a game for what seemed like forever. Looked bad. Looked bad. Struggled. There was some weather games in there. Just didn't look comfortable. You know, with a full off season, do we get Houston Texans Deshaun Watson? He certainly has enough weapons around him now. There's no excuse. At wide receiver, you've got Amari Cooper, who's still a thousand yard receiver, still one of the best route runners in the league. They go and they acquire Elijah Moore from the uh, New York Jets, who a lot of people really like. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tyler and I, one of our favorites is on the roster as well. They still have David Bell, um, who they drafted in the third round last year. Rip. Um, You know, a tight end, my guy. It's David Njoku season, my favorite late round tight end in redraft. Love Njoku. He should do awesome things this year. Harrison Bryant's still there. Hasn't panned out quite yet. And then at running back, it is Nick Chubb season. And Jerome Ford. <laughs> yes, it is Nick Chubb season. And Jerome Ford backs him up. They don't have Dearness Johnson anymore. They don't have Kareem Hunt. I feel like I'm missing a wide receiver for the Browns. Who they have missing? Felton. Demetric Felton. And they also have Cedric Tillman. Tillman. I knew I forgot somebody. I love Cedric Tillman. Everyone's like, Jalen Hyatt. I'm like, go watch Cedric Tillman, my dude. Like... Tillman is the guy. Tillman's good. Tillman is very good. Tillman, I think we see one more year of Amari Cooper, and then you could – or Donovan Peoples-Jones because I yeah, think they're Peoples both Jones, free agents after Peoples the year. Peoples-Jones is probably out after this year. Tillman could slide right into that role. I, I was smashing Tillman at the end of the second, early third in drafts. Easy, easy selection for me. Um, so what do we got on this, this Browns office? This is the team that could be that turnaround team that puts it all together and has a top five offense in the league. I believe that. So the funny thing is, is when you talk about Deshaun Watson playing in weather games, well, yeah, you're in Cleveland. You chose Cleveland over Atlanta. You could have played in a dome. You could have, but you didn't. Well, when Cleveland gives you a fully guaranteed two hundred and some million dollar deal, like the snow is a little ah, bit easier. I can deal with some snow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll play in a I'll play in the eye of a hurricane for two hundred million dollars. With Watson and Dynasty, you are playing the game. Your plane did what I see last year actually going to stay or, you know, we saw glimpses of old Deshaun Watson throughout the season. It does. I mean, he wasn't allowed in that building until he was he wasn't suspended anymore. So we got to miss a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of time with his with his players. So like guys like Amar Cooper, you could see the timing get better. But Tyler Baker Mayfield was signed off the street and came and won a game first week. Yeah, I'm true. Just he's so he's so good. Uh, no, Deshaun <laughs> Watson. If it were me, I'm still keeping him around eight, nine, ten dynasty quarterback. He's still in the top twelve because there's of the still upside. meat on the bone for upside there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And with Cooper, and with uh, newly acquired Elijah Moore, who I think is also a hidden gem. We all forget like. The hype was real on Elijah Moore. That five week stretch in his rookie season. He's wide receiver four. He was awesome. Amazing. And it didn't work out with the Jets. I mean, a lot of younger players don't work out with the Jets. That's why they're bringing in these old people. But it's just the talent, alert. the talent's still kidding. there. And it's not because of attitude or anything. Like, he was in a hard place. They weren't playing him. So, of course, he's going to show a little. Yeah, know, Braxton Berrios was getting snaps over Elijah he, Moore. Like, like oh, you know, look how he's acting. It's like, yeah, like, this is a top-tier talent. That A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf even said is elite like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown players that we beloved are like, Hey, this guy's legit. Like this guy's a truth. So keep your eye on him. And he's going for second, second rounder. Yeah. Yes, please sign me up. 
because Elijah Moore in the slot, I think Jarvis Landry with the Browns, but times two. Like, it's it's going to be crazy. He's going to get a lot of targets, and I think that hurts Njoku and actually more Harrison Bryant. I think he's just kind of a guy now. He's going to yeah, block. Yeah, 100%. But um, for me, he's going to run the middle. They're going to move him all over the place, uh, and he's just going to eat. Like, Mark Cooper, he's getting up there in age. We could see Elijah Moore really boost up in ADP in the top 24, probably even top 15 if he has a great season. Still super young. They went out and gave their only picks for him pretty much. They're like, hey, yeah. we'll give our first pick to you because we want this guy. So, And then they used our third rounder on Cedric Tillman. Like They are revamping this receiving core to get Watson going. They're looking to, looking to 2024. They're trying to 100%. plan ahead. And, and Peoples Jones, I still love. He's a deep threat. He, I mean, yeah. he wasn't really a deep threat last year. He was a seven for seventy-nine type guy. He was reliable, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to kind of stay, stay there. He's, he's, I think a better version of KJ Osborne with the Vikings. So well, I would agree with that for sure. I, I, I really like Donovan Peoples Jones. So this, this team is definitely on the up. Their, their line is still okay. I know they're kind of getting hit with some age, but they still got some really good tackles, and. uh but yeah, I, I still like the line. Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is the best running runner runner of the ball in the NFL. I know you're gonna hear that drink. You're gonna hear that in a lot of pods. He is. It's just facts. Whenever yeah. Nick Chubb hits touches the ball, he could go eighty, but you know for sure he's getting five. Like yeah, I was gonna my, say, yeah, you know thought. he's at least getting five, yeah. 100%. That's my thought. And and I love Nick Chubb, but it's Jerome Ford. Like Jerome Ford is the guy that's forgotten. I targeted I him like three months ago in a trade that we made. I was like, I want Jerome Ford, <laughs> and I said no. <laughs> and I was like, no. I eventually got him. Uh, I, I know in UDPL, uh, Memphis friend of the friend of the podcast, he is he worked hard on getting Jerome Ford. Like he's like, I want Jerome Ford, offering some thirds, and I'm like, no. Like my running back core is not great, but I know for a fact I'm going to be able to use him. Like he is going to be a usable piece in the passing game and the running game. He's going to get probably eight carries. He was on Alabama four. and then transferred to Cincinnati, right? Tra- transferred to Cincinnati. Very yeah. high recruit. Good Played runner. Pro offense. Pro offense. Like this Final is a guy that's re- ready to go. Like this mm-hmm. is a guy that's ready to go. And I think that's why you haven't seen him go for any veteran guys like Zeke or anybody because they're comfortable with him as the backup. They know Chubb's time is coming. Like he's he's going to be twenty seven. He's twenty seven, twenty eight. His yep. time's coming. He he could Derrick Henry himself, where it's just like it's never going to end. Because Nick Chubb, he could be the new version he, of APB. I was AP. just going to say he could be the new Adrian Peterson that plays well into his early thirties, like thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, hundred percent. And that that could be because they didn't give him the crazy low, you know, workload that we wanted them to give him at the beginning of his career, kind of like Derrick Henry. But Nick Chubb, I think Cleveland's like, okay, this is it. This is the year we give Nick Chubb 350 carries. Like, they are going to give him everything. Give him that and a, and a bunch of targets, too. Yeah. I mean, I think targets are a dream. That is a dream and a hope. But I doubt. I think they're going to use Ford and that scat back type role, which. Or, Fel- or more Felton, who's explosive. Fe- yeah. Felton, who is a wide receiver, running back free type guy. In a lot of leagues. Yes, yeah, 100%. But yeah. uh, let's go to tight end. Talk about your guy, Njoku. How do you feel about Njoku? Excellent. I think Njoku has really matured in the last couple of years. He's he's now, to me, a complete tight end. He can be on the field for every snap. 
He's an, he's much better at blocking than he used to be. He has transformed himself into like the hyper freak athlete, just pass catcher to now he can stay on the field, be that blocker that they need him to be. And he's still that freak athlete. He's great in the red zone. You know, his yards per target are top five again uh, in the tight end group. He can stretch the field. He can go over the middle of the field. He's going to win those matchups against linebackers and safeties the majority of the time. So David Njoku, if he gets a full healthy season, there is no reason why Njoku can't be a top five or six tight end. So what comes to my mind thinking about Njoku is you nailed it right on the head. I see a more complete tight end now. There's no reason to take him off the field. There's one guy that had the same progression and finally exploded. And that's Eric Ebron. Explosive athlete. Crazy, crazy production. Like, he could have had crazy production with Detroit. Didn't. And then ended up with Pittsburgh. And he had, like, nine touchdowns. Uh, Colts. It was with the Colts? I thought I think it was he had Pittsburgh. T- I think he had 12 touchdowns for the Colts. He I was know, a machine yeah, for them. He, he had, I mean, he, they used he a lot. He finished his career in quick. Pittsburgh and he wasn't. And I, think, and I think that could be a route with Njoku. A red zone guy. You're They're committed see to him financially. Yep. Fi- they want I- him to be there. I mean, if you get 500 yards, that sucks. Like 500 to 700 yards, okay. But if you get like 8 to 12 touchdowns, you are pumped about that from the tight end. I think in Joku, I think this year he could realistically finish between 800 and 1,000 yards. If they realize that he's better than – like honestly, he's probably a better receiver right now on the field as a weapon than Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's probably a better weapon than... He's more of a mismatch, for sure. Yeah, and, and they need to use him more like that. Give me and 800 I, to 1,000 and 6 to 8 touchdowns. The issue is the Stefanski. Yeah. Up here in Minnesota, they did not like to fully utilize the tight end. His I mean, target share last year was solid, though. That's half the reason why Irv, his rookie year and the year after, wasn't great. Yeah. That's true. But no, I love Njoku. I think he's still affordable in Dynasty um, because he's been around for a long time, but he's only 26 years old. He's yeah, he's, he's, he's not an old player, he even though he's been he in the league for five NFL years. At 12 years old, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very. He's the opposite of um, Stetson Bennett. He's the opposite of Hayden Hurst. Oh, God. <laughs> I totally forgot he was on the Panthers last week, by the way. I was like, I was like I, oh, yeah, Hayden Hurst I is really there. I really like him as a deep sleeper. By the way, you guys... You guys did not talk enough about the South. Bryce Young, he's going to have a great season. I don't care what anybody thinks. I said that. James was the Bryce Young, anti-Bryce Young rookie season guy. I think Bryce Young is going to have a good season. So, so, also, James, we're coming after you if Bryce ends up good because you were walking all over this place like with the Zach Wilson talk, and you're like, hmm, just held high. Like, we all did not like Zach Wilson a crazy amount. I tried to buy him when the hype was low. You tried to come around on him, and that was like, you're like, I don't like him. And then I'm like, I kind of like him now. And I was like, yeah, that was a mistake. But, uh, yeah, like, this Bryce Young stuff is going to come back and bite you in the ass because he's going to be so good. Yeah, and he can bite you in the ass because he's super short. He doesn't have to go very far. Yeah, but his intangibles are nuts. He's going to be – I think he's going to be very good. Like, like that's the thing. Like, how many – how often do you have quarterbacks come in and all anybody's raving about is, like, how much of a genius of football this guy is? Like, Peyton Manning, Andrew Ryan Luck, Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's not as good of an arm talent as no. Bryce Young. Yeah. But still kept around the league for so many he years. He made up for it with his brains over his physical attributes. Yeah. Like Bryce Young <laughs> is It's kind of like very, how I get along every day. Very, very good. Uh, oh, my yes. cat's meowing. All right. It's time then. <laughs> it's like, it's been an hour, bro. Let's wrap this up, says the cat. What's your cat's name? 
Alley. Alley Cat. Cool. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was a we taken aback. We didn't name her. Okay, fair. My dog's name is Gucci, and I say we didn't name her because that is just tacky. Like that is very. Who'd you get her from? A fifteen-year-old Instagram star. She was. She was a rescue. <laughs> I don't know her whole back backstory. You don't. You should. Uh, twenty-three and me her. <laughs> Dog. No, she's no. So not, no, you get the results back. So we got your results back, and they're a little weird. <laughs> Yeah, she's a pit bull that was found uh, in a back alley. Oh, cool. Awesome. Thanks. All right, let's move on. Before we wrap up, I did want to give a shout out to Dynasty Nerds. Go check out Rich and Team at DynastyNerds.com. Sign up for the Nerd Herd. Use code DHH to save yourself 15% off of any subscription. There's trade tools. There's an extra Nerd Herd episode. Prospect Film Room. So if you want to go back and look at like, oh, so they guys are talking about Cedric Tillman really positively. You can go into the Prospect Film Room and watch Cedric Tillman. Prospect scores, Dynasty GM, all sorts of awesome tools. They're working on an app for public no, consumption. Oh, it is out. It's out? I think it's out. You should go check. Think or you know. I, I, I don't want fake news on this I podcast. Had, I had to update it, which I feel means the real version came out. And I'm telling you guys, if you don't have the app and you have Dynasty GM and you just go on the web browser, don't do it anymore. This app is awesome. Like I used it probably six times this week. I actually used it a little bit with Scott Fishbowl. Looked at some rankings, and because I mean, I didn't bring anything. I just was winging the whole draft. I'm just glad I have ADP data going into my live draft. Yeah. So, uh, if honestly, the Dynasty Nerds app is a godsend. I love it. It helps with trades. I used the trade calculator a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go out and get it. Dynasty yes. DHH for fifteen percent off a sub. Yep, and if you're looking, at, you're online. You're looking at DynastyNerds.com. Just, just swing on over to Verdi and Global. Check it out. If you're looking for a new T-shirt, a new hat, go on Verdi and Global. Search Dynasty Happy Hour. We've got all sorts of cool wares on there. So please and thank you in advance. And once again, if you want to check us out on YouTube, would love it if you like and subscribe, as well as iTunes and Google Play. If you can leave us a rating and review, tell us what we're doing great that you love. Tell us what you don't like. We love all the feedback, even the cheeky ones with the old guys trying to be cool. Whatever. Or I'm the Kendra it. Miller talk that we don't like him. Yeah, didn't get the bit. It's fine. It's fine. We we don't remember things like that though, Tyler. So it's no, cool. We don't hold grudges like no, that. No, stuff. we're like, not like that yeah. not at all. So, no. so and, and if you're a new listener, thank you for joining us. We hope you like the content. Uh next week. Are we all gonna be back next week? We're going to the north. I know, but are we got we're all three of us gonna be I back? I think so. Let's just let's just say yes. The Triforce will be back. <laughs> Was that a Transformer? What I think so. That? I tried. That was <laughs> terrible. It's... Come on now. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right, we're out of here. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Dynasty Happy Hour. We'll see you next week when we transform into the North. <laughs>